Good afternoon and welcome to All Things Ethical. I am your host, Georgina. And I'm Taylor. Sorry. Taylor, it's been a while since we've been in the studio. I feel like we haven't done this in a year. I, I feel the same way. In fact, one um, one of my friends even said like, hey, am I just missing one of the episodes that you guys put out? And I was like, nope. You know, it's weird. I was going through um, some of the old episodes for, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, there is one more episode of All Things Ethical that I do not recall doing. I was like... Wait, we are one more episode in than I thought we were. Oh. Yeah. As in, like, you listened, and then you were like, I don't remember discussing No, this. no, more and I was looking at titles. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did do oh, that. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I do have to thank you and Laura again. You guys did a wonderful episode. I thought it was interesting mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and enjoyable to listen to, mm-hmm. even if it did bring me back to my middle school days of being impersonated. <laughs> <laughs> she started doing it and I was like, I, yes and? And you're like, uh-oh. I'll throw her under the bus. I don't care. <laughs> well, that aside, it was a great episode. Okay. Um, so Glad we have your blessing because I, I was concerned. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Okay. All um, right. But yeah, so food. I thought that was a really interesting topic. Was that a topic you chose? Uh, I did. And the name of this entire empire of podcasting is I Don't Pick the Topics. Mm. So the one time I did, I was like, <laughs> you know, this thing we're doing right now. How about that? So I had just eaten a fried chicken po' boy and it destroyed my human body. Oh, okay. Well, hmm. Anyway, well, it's good to be back. Uh, and it's good to see you. Um, and yeah, so today we are discussing uh, the Bernie Madoff scandal. Mm-hmm. Topical. And then, yeah. And then the um, the Fire Festival scandal. Yes. And, you know, looking at... Here were two scandals that... Um, I think they got, well, I know Bernie definitely got um, news coverage. Mm-hmm. I actually don't recall hearing about the Fire Festival at the time it was happening. No, I was, I was balls deep in the Fire Festival. Oh, were you? As, as a, unfortunately, I have to stick to certain social media platforms because of the, the network oh, okay. I'm supposedly in charge of. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have no idea about any of that. Oh, okay. But well, yeah. um, so I, I don't remember. In fact, it wasn't till I watched the documentary and, in mm-hmm. fact, saw the documentary on being, like, advertised and didn't watch it for several weeks and then was just mm-hmm. enthralled. But so we're discussing that. Um, they got news coverage. They got reactions but the reactions were so different we had the the bernie madoff scandal people were outraged they felt badly for uh his victims the fire festival um you had a bunch of well late night tv hosts making fun of these young rich kids who were gonna who paid all this money to go to this festival yeah. um oh yeah they even had a I, they had a clip in it of uh, ron funches on the conan o'brien show sweet baby angel ron funches <laughs> going chief if you spent all that money you deserve it and i was like oh ron funches don't say that yeah so um and yeah so i just it's an interesting um i think it's interesting uh now i know that it's not uh, completely, you know, apples to apples, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So obviously, you know, we have two people who committed, I'd say, mass fraud. I mean, I know Murdy, mass fraud. Yeah. Bernie Madoff is just uh, on a whole new level. But, yes. Um, yeah. So this idea of like why. Why were there such different reactions? Um, so that's the question we're looking for. Why? Why are they? Why do we react differently to yeah, each of these? I think so. fairly similar yeah. fraud cases. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and so, just a little something that I didn't realize. I um, didn't realize until I started doing a bit of research on um, Bernie Madoff is that. His victims, I thought they were just like these very like old sort of middle class, working class Midwesterners. Betting on a dream. Yeah. You know, really putting all of their retirement fund. Um, What I didn't realize was that he only um, invested and we'll, you know, air quotes Mm -hmm. um, for the elite. So these were not sweet, middle class, hardworking people. Um, these were wealthy people. You had to get a referral for him to even consider talking to you about investing mm-hmm. money. So, um, so it's not even a case of you have these wealthy white kids um, versus these hardworking older people mm-hmm. who have now lost their retirement fund. Because that's how I understood it at the time until I actually had to do research mm, on it. Because yeah. I was like, mm, yes, fuck all these people. Yeah. And and whatnot. I, I think that's kind of how I land now. I'm like, you know what? You're right. They're not that different. Fuck them all. But I'm also bl- victim blaming here, and that's not fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I don't actually, um, I never thought that the kids who paid to go to fire festival were mm-hmm. um had there was no reason to make fun of them mm-hmm. i didn't think mm-hmm. um so i'm sure most people know about the fire festival but just just very very like just to set our like our baddies up sure what <laughs> is that a cricket term no, like, you know, the baddies, like, and you know how... Like, you mean the villains? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we the baddies, like, from the <laughs> from that one sketch? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. So, All right. uh, Bernie Madoff, he was actually very well-known. I don't know well-known, but um, it, I guess if you were in the upper echelons, then yes, well-known. He was known for his good investments. So, um, you had to be referred in regards to um, getting him to actually invest your money. Um, he, I didn't know this, uh, but he and his brother uh, were the ones who really sort of encouraged um, Wall Street to start introducing computers as part of the process of trades. Oh, interesting, because yeah. that is new. I know he focused on a lot of calls and puts, and that's some dangerous shit you shouldn't mess with. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that, but... That's like the craps of uh, Wall Street. Oh, okay. Uh, but now in your research, did you... Did everything, everyone or that you read say, yeah, he was good at what he did? Yeah, that was the thing. He was like something like 16% above market average. Yeah. And most people weren't even, you know, breaking even. So that's insane, but also to play the game of to soften economic downfall with um, calls, which is 
basically betting that betting money you don't have mm-hmm. that the market will go up or down but you're betting money you don't have so it's options trading is a nightmare no one should touch it and if you have the robin hood app disable that feature oh wow okay because you can do it and you can put yourself in hundreds of thousands of dollars just by click 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 um wow i didn't know that so obviously bright guy because he got in there yeah and um, if he made that work for him holy shit he had some kind of inside track um so so he built a name for himself um through well Actually, they say in hindsight they don't know how honest he was, like mm-hmm. when he started being dishonest. But for up until 2008, he was well known for being good at what he did. Mm-hmm. And you were lucky if he was willing to work with you and invest. And people felt that he actually was a really good bet because they he wasn't fast and loose with people's money. You would get 1% return each month. That's 12% a year. And I guess, although not nearly as great as some other investments, that's a very steady. It, it is. And when you look at like what the basic market is and what people are paying in, 1% could be $100,000. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and in fact, who knows? He may have gotten away with this for much longer. It was, uh, it was only because of the uh, financial crash and people coming and saying, you know, our houses aren't valuable anymore. We need to, to re- um, redeem, I guess. Maybe that's not the word. But we um, need... Yeah, cash out, We need basically. to cash out. Yeah. And he had to confess, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I haven't been investing anything. Yeah. This has been all going in my personal bank account. You know, it's weird. There's a movie with Jack Black in it called Bernie. And it's about a giant Ponzi scheme. But it's about a different guy named Bernie who made a giant Ponzi scheme. Oh, I was very confused watching it because I thought it was about oh, Bernie did. Madoff. And I was like, why does he have this weird accent? And why don't they ever go to Wall Street? Um, there is a movie based on um, Bernie and his wife, Ruth, and it has Robert De Niro. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so uh, Bernie Madoff is probably still in jail because he was... Um, Sentenced to 150 years. Yeah. Which is, I think, the max you can get. Depends on the state. I mean, I've heard people serve three consecutive life sentences. Oh. And I guess that depends on how long you live. Yeah. But but that's usually <laughs> for serial murder. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they've been trying to, I mean, there, is, there are people who are, um, their job is to try and get some kind of um, payback and make right his victims. Mm-hmm. And some people, I think, have actually, obviously not all of the their investments, but they have gotten some money back. So, uh, so it was a big deal. It's still a big deal. I think there was, I mean, there are now like Bernie Madoff 10 years after... He was caught, so... Yeah, he, he seems to be doing fine. Yeah, he, he is fine. In his minimum security white-collar prison. Yeah. If only there was some kind of better punishment, something <laughs> involving an enormous steel blade. I'm sure I'll think of it eventually. <laughs> um, and then we have on the other... Our other villain mm-hmm. is uh, Billy McFarland, who... Mm-hmm. Um, 
He was a rich kid, wasn't he? He was yeah. a rich kid who made a dumbass company. Yeah, Magnesis. That did dumbass things. <laughs> yeah, so. And sold it all to dumbasses. Yeah, so Magnesis. Um, and I actually thought his idea was. It's interesting. interesting. Like, it's titillating. So, like, yeah. if you were part of the Magnesis Club, which you mm-hmm. could buy your way into, <laughs> yeah. you could hang out at their swanky clubhouse in New mm-hmm. York City, and it would get you, you know, discounts and special VIP tickets and basically get your foot in the door. It's it's like buying your way into you know, a prestigious frat or mm. into some kind of upper echelon, which yeah. is a dream of new money. Um, mm-hmm. or just rich kids in general who want to play clubhouse. Yeah. Which I get. Um, sure. But it didn't, your membership fee and whatever didn't actually get you anything. No. You could hang out at the clubhouse, like, I guess. That's fine. It's just some dude's apartment. Like, who gives a shit? Yep. Selling um, top five memberships now. You can come hang out at the top five <laughs> studios. Like, I'll be in the other room watching TV. Help yourself to whatever's in the fridge. Like, I don't care. Um... And he was dishonest during that time as well. He would say, oh, I can get you tickets for Hamilton. And then, you know, people would be like, okay, day off. Like, where are my tickets? And he'd have to like, run and hunt down these tickets. Yeah. And it's just, it. there's something I appreciate of, of this, this cool hand Luke philosophy of fighting with absolutely nothing in your hand like absolutely mm. completely bluffing the world yeah but when it's not for like fun things like i don't know a doctor who show where you're saving a planet by pretending you have an explosive device like that kind of thing's fun but when you're doing it just to enrich yourself what an asshole yeah and he is just one of the most unlikable people truly truly and... just the worst you know, which is is interesting because most people who commit fraud or commit Ponzi schemes, this wasn't mm-hmm. a Ponzi scheme, but who are conmen, you do actually have to be pretty charming. You know, it's weird because people were saying he was charming in the documentary, but everything I was seeing on camera, I'm like, I want to, like, throttle this yeah, guy. Yeah, me like, too. I want to garrot him. And yeah. he's like, smoking cigars with Ja Rule and some models in the Caribbean. And I'm like... I don't want to do any of that. Mm. I just want to kill you. Um, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> well, Taylor doesn't want that invite. <laughs> so don't even bother. Don't spending, even bother. Don't even bother sending him a thirty thousand dollars. I don't care about Pablo Escobar's <laughs> island. Um. So he starts this elite meetup. Mm-hmm. Um. For the young, beautiful types of New York who've just moved there, um, I think the membership yearly membership fee was two fifty. Uh, but people realize very quickly, you know, this is not, you know, it's it, like you said, it's just hanging out at some like guy's apartment. Yeah, which I mean is cool, I guess. If you can um, crash there overnight, it's probably cheaper. Yeah, apparently you could bring dates, but I mean, I'm not sure. Would you? Yeah, want... they said they had wine tastings yeah. and lectures. I'm like. All right, I guess. I can yeah. do that at Wegmans. Like, what are you... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you can get your grocery shopping done. Yeah. So. Come on. Um, I don't think that... I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does the documentary explain why he suddenly decides let's do a music festival? Um, He had worked with a booking agency, I yes. believe. And that's when he'd run into Ja Rule. Yes, yes. Um, And between him and Ja Rule stroking each other's egos and mm. their own... 
they had come up with this idea. But it seems like Ja Rule was like, all right, I'm going to put my name on this. I'm going to put my likeness. I'm going to make it look like a party. Yeah. And I'm out. Which yep. is tough because that's actually a guy who would be able to, you know, look at a concert venue and be like, you can't have a concert here? <laughs> Idiots. There's no power. Yeah. Yeah. It just there's so many um, warning signs. And yeah. that's really what the documentary discusses. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I mean, he must have been somewhat charming, this, this Billy McFarlane, because he would go and get money when they ran out of it. Um, so anyway... There were warnings, um, just like with Bernie Madoff. There was this um, brilliant, I think he was a, um, probably worked on Wall Street. as. In fact, I know he did, because when they interviewed him, he said, you know, this is someone who was stealing clients from me, so that's why I had an interest in turning Bernie in. Um, and then there was, but with the, the Fire Festival, there was actually a, a bright guy that, you know, posted mm-hmm. on um i guess facebook maybe it was, facebook? I think it was twitter twitter saying you know this is uh just this is a con like yeah. do not you know the fire fraud guy yeah that's when i started hearing about it because obviously i was invited to the fun stuff <laughs> but i started hearing about it when there was like this guy screaming about how none of it was real oh to the point he went down to the bahamas and started like poking at their tents he's like these are hurricane relief tents oh. these aren't Really? luxury villas and oh. i was like who is this guy yeah with time um, and money yeah i mean yeah these sort of like eccentric types mm-hmm. that call you know really like they were the ones who were like hey this is not you know something about this is fishy and no no one listened yeah. i don't know if the it's it's tough because you can only scream so loud, especially yeah. when Fire Festival hired uh, Fuck Jerry. Are you mm-hmm. familiar? By the way, fuck Fuck Jerry. <laughs> yeah, they're are they still in business? I believe they're still. They have their content aggregation business. I don't know about the rest of it. Basically, they just steal everyone else's shit and post it. And I'm like, oh, oh without okay. sources, I'm like, oh, well, fuck okay. you. Well. Not that they're stealing um, our stuff, but, you know, whatever. So, they have, um, they do a really good job marketing it, mm-hmm. because it looks beautiful. It looks legit. And yeah, And they does. brought models down there. Actually, Emily Radzowski mm-hmm. was there. One of the, uh, the... The Baldwin girl. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Justin Bieber's wife. Yes. One of the Jenna sisters. Uh, Kylie? Kylie, who got money for yeah. uh, advertising it. So They, they were paying off uh, Instagram influencers, the bottom portion of our society, the mm. scum and barnacles of our society, <laughs> who need to be scraped off. Um, yeah, paid them uh, thousands of dollars just to, to Instagram about this bullshit. Yeah. And that is... The, the fire Festival, I feel, is a symptom of a much worse corruption in our society in general and culture mm. um, uh, that I myself am not helping. So I always feel a little bad. I'm like, yeah, as someone who relies on social media for advertising, because what am I going to do, put an ad in the paper, um, <laughs> run run a commercial during Fox News in between all the you know catheter commercials? Um 
But like, I'm um, like, as someone who does do that kind of stuff, uh, I feel gross about it at all times. Interesting. Okay. Because these other people who have many more followers, but they, they make money, they take product placement and they do all that. And they can basically live off the idea that people know who they are. Yeah. And that's weird and gross because even when you think of super celebrities, they, of a bygone era, they at least made something. Like there, there's at least a product, mm. as opposed to like, why do I give a shit about Kylie Jenner? Yeah, I, I don't. You don't. I know who she is, and I know what her Instagram handle is, and I know the shit she likes. Fuck has Kylie Jenner ever made for me? She didn't make <laughs> me anything. Marilyn Monroe's a you know idiot, but she made me stuff. Some like it hot's a pretty good movie. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I think it is a symptom. I think, it, yeah, I think it's a symptom. Uh, sorry, I'm withholding my communist ideals. <laughs> um, so, if you watch the documentary, then um, you hear how everyone knew this was not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, you probably were pretty wealthy, um, if you were buying a ticket cause it was not a cheap, many thousands of dollars. Yeah. And it was, it was advertised as this incredibly upper class upscale yeah. shebang. It was Coachella for rich people, mm. um, because it was in the Bahamas, some on a private island. So yeah. there would be no chance of you seeing a poor person. <laughs> um, and and then all the accommodation, the flights, and all of that were yeah. all, uh, advertised as the highest quality. Whereas if you're at Coachella, you're either at the Motel Six or you're <laughs> laying in the mud for a week. Um, um, do you have to pay to go to Coachella? Yes, Coachella is actually kind of pricey. Now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about music festivals, except that they tend to be kind of pricey. Uh, they tend to be kind of pricey. You know, I. There are a lot of local music festivals in upstate New York. We have a great tradition of music festivals. Oh, okay. They run from super fucking gross mm-hmm. to, like, just kind of skeevy. Oh, okay. Uh, I, uh, yeah, we friends of the show who did the uh, theme song for Top 5. Mm-hmm. They played a music festival, and they invited me up for VIP oh, nice. back in the day. And it was advertised similarly to Fire Festival. It was... um. <laughs> run by a guy who is an Alice Cooper tribute band, but did, like, the whole Alice <laughs> Cooper amazing. show with, like, a guillotine and, like, you know, dead bodies and, and flying bats and shit. Um, and it was advertised as, you know, there's 100 kegs, there's food uh, vendors, there's all this. We got there, there was no food and no beer. So what? for this whole festival, no food, no beer. We went out to get, there's a lot of drugs though, like a lot of drugs. Okay. Um, like we had to, <laughs> we almost fought a guy. I was like, you need to go away. And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, the zombie invasion has begun. But we went to go get food and this is completely all topic. We went to go get food and beer. And when we were getting, we came back in with a car, obviously full of kids and the security guy was like checking everyone's wristbands and he just snapped someone's off and was like, you don't have a wristband. What? And it was one of the guys from the band 
And we were like, he played here last <laughs> night. These are VIP passes. Like, we have band passes. He's like, nope. And, like, I ended up having to spot him, like, 15 bucks or whatever it was to get into this nightmare. Wow. So, okay. But um, that, that's that's what lower class music festivals tend to be. But if you think about Woodstock, there's no food or water there either. No. They had to get... Um, People died. Yeah. Not a lot, though. Okay. No, no. <laughs> well, I didn't for know the, anyone For the died. number of people <laughs> at Woodstock, I think it was like three or four deaths. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but compared to the number of people who gave birth at Woodstock <laughs> and uh, uh, the uh, population of Woodstock, I think it was something like the 15th largest city in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, their death popul- their death toll was actually very low for a population <laughs> of that size. Um, but, but yeah, also no food, no water. They had to get stuff airlifted in from, um, I, think it was the, I think it was the National Guard. So, okay, you so when you went to this music festival yes. and there was no beer, yes. no food, right? Um, I mean, did you? What were you surprised? I was surprised because on the ticket it said one hundred kegs, and if it had said BYOB, I'd sure. be like, gotcha. But it says a hundred kegs BYOB. Food vendors, there's no food. So. I mean, I guess that obviously it's a little different. It sounds like your passes were fifteen dollars. Yes, a much and smaller not fifteen thousand. Right, but, but it's it's a problem because festivals are hard to put together, and you don't make the money if the festival doesn't happen. You're right. out entirely. Um, but there's no reason. Like, was there any reason for you to think, oh, this is false advertising? I mean. They told me there was going to be beer. Yeah, it wasn't so... beer. But I was also, you know, 20 years old, 21, so I didn't care. Sure. I cared, but I didn't care enough to, like, I'm getting my lawyer. You know, like, what am I going to do? Um, but I think that that does. So so you pay $15, and they don't have what was advertised. You pay right. 15000 and they don't have what's advertised. Um, I feel like that's when the law gets involved yeah. because – those are the people who have a lawyer on retainer. Sure. And unfortunately, money buys you justice in this country. It does. It does. But I think it also... So, I mean, I think this is a good segue into these young, wealthy white kids. Um, people were like, well, if you're going to spend that kind of money on a, on a music festival, you deserve to be cheated. Well, why would they... You know, I don't know if... It's not, if I had the money, that is not where I would put my money. But I, right. there are other things that I'm sure I would pay for that other people would think were a waste of money. Um, so if something like that is uh, an experience you would want to do, sure. you know, is there any reason for us to think, oh, these are foolish or these are just spoiled kids just throwing their money around? I mean, why is it that we're... We're so. Is it because we're in a time when so many people of that age, I think they're millennials, mm-hmm. um, you know, can barely, like, could probably barely make it to a fifteen dollar music festival. Yeah, I, I, I will tell you that I had to spot a guy fifteen dollars, <laughs> so. and I want to point out he was in a popular rock and roll band at the time. Um, 
you know, it's tough because it's not a jealousy thing because I'm not like, man, I wish I had the mm-hmm. kind of money to go and do a thing like that. I would not do it. I've right. seen some of those bands at Fire that were supposed to be at Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Wait. blink one too. It was yeah, cool. I've seen them twice yeah. at way cheaper venues. Yeah. Original lineup and with the new guy. Um. So I think that... You know, there's no reason to, I mean, I know that, I know more and more we tend to be very, like, cynical, and when we hear people getting cheated, I think there is kind of that tendency to be like, well, you know, that's your fault. Um, And I think there are certain situations at this point that if you're being (laughs) cheated out of your money, you do have to wonder, like, um... Have you just not been paying attention? Like, when mm. you hear about um, older people, usually older women, but I'm sure there are men out there who do this as well, where you have, like, they send, like, thousands or their, like, entire retirement fund um, to some, like, quote-unquote significant other um, overseas, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, getting cheated because they're lonely and they you know they want to believe that they found someone who loves them and it's really someone who's like in some country stealing their money sure a nigerian prince if you will and i find that i find that i'm less i would be less sympathetic to someone where that happened to them versus these kids who paid money and were cheated out of their you know they're like yeah $20,000. You know, it's tough because if you, I want to blame these children who spent Mm -hmm. all this money, but when you look at what the information they were given was, it all looks completely legit. Mm -hmm. Like it looks like any other very expensive, it looks like the Hilton website. Mm, If I showed up to the Hilton and it wasn't there, I would be very surprised. (laughs) Yeah. I've stayed at a Hilton property. They're very nice. They are nice. Um, yeah. But but like if I showed up and they just weren't there, there was just like a parking lot, uh, I would be very surprised as well. Because that's basically the information they have Yeah, is all the same shit I had like checking in. Great. Got it. Okay. That's my room. Super cool. Looks yeah. all legit. Here's my credit card. They had the same experience. But once they got there. Yeah. Um, no hotel. And I I did hear somewhere that, you know, Madoff really kind of came to represent all that was wrong. Um, I think he took a lot of blame for the crash in general. Yeah. And now I know that we tend to think of, like, older people, so, like, seniors and children as being vulnerable mm-hmm. and more likely to be taken advantage of. And um, I... I guess I agree, but I don't... These were very... Like, as far as Madoff goes, these were savvy, wealthy people who also had no reason to think that they were going to lose their money. Right, and the more I look into it, I'm like, these are wealth creators, basically people who do this for a living. Yeah. Giving their money to a guy who clearly has shown that he does work. Yes. um, And then getting screwed. And it's, it's, it's just, I want to hate everyone so much. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, no, that's the expectation you would have from 
Goldman Sachs, that's a bad example. I don't, I can't think of a Wall Street firm. Yeah, I'm um, iconic. From, but, uh, Martin yeah. Scarelli. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> one day, one day I'll get Martin Scarelli. And I'll get that Wu-Tang album he stole. Um, I mean, he's an interesting case as well. Um, he's just a monster. But he never lost anyone any money, but he's a monster. Well, did he cause a loss of life? So, well, yes. It was a diabetes. No. Uh, he a... raised the price of certain drugs to an extortionate amount where no one could buy them. HIV drugs? Uh, you name it. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, but so. he also bought, a, more importantly, his crime against humanity is he bought the Wu-Tang Clan's new album <laughs> and refused to put it out. Yeah, I heard so that. he kept a Wu-Tang album from us. And as we know, Wu-Tang is for the children. <laughs> um. So... Another question that, and really this is a question that has kind of rattled around in my head ever since I worked at um, T-Mobile. And one day this mother calls in and she's upset because like her son signed up for something Uh. um, and got cheated. And when I say he got cheated, like he... Signed up for something and it charged him like nine ninety nine a month. And, right. it, and it'd been going yeah. on for like um, two or three months. And I'm sure he hadn't noticed. Yeah, probably because he doesn't pay for his own phone. <laughs> so Fair. the mother says, you know, it's not right. It's one thing if they're adults, but he's a kid. He doesn't know any better. How old was he? I think he was probably 17, 18. Uh. In fact, he was 18. I remember because this is what kind of got me thinking was... Part of becoming an adult and sadly becoming jaded is you have to have those experiences. We um, all have student loans. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, but should we be able to go out into the world and expect that people are going to be honest? Like, ethically, do we have a responsibility to be honest uh, to each other? And then also, like, should we... Is it reasonable to expect in our capitalist society that we're not going to get cheated? Like Billy McFarland, Bernie Madoff. I mean, were they just taking advantage? And are, you know, is, I mean, Bernie Madoff is, I think that's really extreme. That like, are these just clever people who made their money? Like, you know. <sighs> You know, it's tough because in our capitalist society that puts the self above everyone else. And that's not even really capitalism. Right. That's, that's um, that fucking guy from the 80s. Greed is good. Not Gordon Gecko. He's not a real person. But uh, it, sorry, that's from Wall Street. It's a movie. Don't worry about it. The listener got it. Um, <laughs> uh, Do you think you have the actor? No, I. he's an economist and I can't remember oh, his name. Oh, Stiegel? Okay. I don't remember. Okay. Okay. Um, but his his whole philosophy is if you do what is right for you, mm-hmm. it will benefit everyone, and that's kind mm, of what a okay. lot of um, a lot of boomers and Gen Xers grew up on, and it's a lot of what certain uh, political policies mm. are, and unfortunately, it's vastly, vastly incorrect, um, as proved by every other country. where Mm -hmm. it turns out if you work for everyone it's better i mean even fucking ford was like pay the highest wages you possibly can um 
and and you know that's not a thing anymore. I yeah. forgot where I was going with that. Somewhere. So, so I but I think in in that kind of if that's going to be our central philosophy is mm-hmm. that what's good for me is what's good for everyone. No, you can't expect people to be good to everyone. However, in a a, a utopia I'd prefer to live in, mm-hmm. rather not get my shit taken from me. I got scammed recently. Did I tell you this? No. There's some... Fu- you know what? I'll blow up their spot. It's called Bill Shark. And Bill okay. Shark says, if... Like, give us your information for whatever your bill is. We'll lower your bill and we'll take, like, a certain cut. And I'm like... Oh. Or we'll, we'll take a certain fee. I'm like, all like right. Like a utility bill? Whatever. Yeah, like a utility oh. bill. So I was like, all right, what do you got? And like, we could lower your Time Warner bill. I'm like, sure, lower my Time Warner mm, bill. They okay. lowered my Time Warner bill by 20 bucks. Okay. And I went, great, yeah. 20 bucks. And then charged me $17 for the rest, <laughs> a month for the rest of the year. So what? they saved me $2 and <laughs> I went and looked and my bit rate went down. Like my speed went down. I'm like, oh, so you called them, lowered oh. my speed and took my money? You pieces of shit. So now I have to call Time Warner <laughs> and ask them to raise my bill. And then I feel like I'm probably just going to dispute every Bill Shark card, uh, payment on yeah. my credit card for the rest of my life. Um, but that shit happened. And uh, I wasn't ready for it because I was like, oh, good deal. Jump on it. Because uh, I'm kind of a dummy. And I don't expect people to do horrible things to me because I would never do that to someone. Fuck. Except I did. Um. So, I mean, that's interesting because you are very savvy. I think of you as being actually kind of suspicious. So that, when that happened, did you, did you feel embarrassed? Like, did you think like that is you were the first person I've ever told? Oh, okay. And and the audience. Oh, the audience. Well, but I was like, oh, that can't be right, and I let it ride a month, and I went, oh fuck. Yeah. So it's like, oh, for eighteen bucks, you lower my bill twenty bucks a year or twenty bucks a month for a year. Got it. I got another eighteen dollar charge. I went, oh okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I. Th- so let's say. Ultimately, I'm still saving two dollars a month. Yeah. But my internet's slower. That's. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. So that I. But here's the sad thing. I feel like if the story was your elderly grandmother that mm-hmm. happened to they'd be like that's so wrong do you want to hear about my elderly grandma getting scammed sure so my elderly grandma calls me and says taylor were you in a car accident recently i said no grandma not at all mm. and she says so you didn't just call me and i said no grandma i'm at work <laughs> and and she says and you're sure you're not in jail right now i went no grandma i'm at work my grandma's elderly and she says i just got a call from a person who said they were you and they needed money for bail because wow. they got busted for drunk driving. And I went, Grandma, no, I would never do that. And also, I would never, ever call you about it if I did. <laughs> yeah. Not in a million yeah. years. I don't even know your phone number off the top of my head. Um, four, five, eight. Nope. That's the number of David Evangelist and my friend from kindergarten. All right. But no, uh, yeah. And I was like, that's insane. She's like, can you tell me something like only you would know? And I did my best. But she was like, okay. You be careful out there. No drunk traffic. I'm like, grandma, I'm fucking. But someone called my grandma, yeah. pretended to be me, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then asked her for money. And that's some shit. 
Because, I mean, fortunately, grandma knew enough to go, that's not Taylor's number, and to call me. Yeah. But how many people's grandmas aren't going to look at caller ID? Right. You know? I mean, my grandma, fortunately, it was introduced to technology. So she's she's got Facebook. Um, <laughs> but, like, if, if no one had gotten grandma, you know, a Kindle five years ago, yeah. grandma wouldn't have called me. Um, But I think as a society, we still... It's a, there's a taboo, like you, you can cheat people, mm-hmm. we st- you know, it's not okay, but we're more likely to blame the person being cheated mm-hmm. if it's someone who's going after, you know, our, young people. A rube. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I was watching the fire document, I'm like, Look at these fucking rubes. <laughs> what? What? Um, but there's this unspoken rule that we don't do that mm-hmm. to older people. Um, and I mean, is it because I guess like grandma, you know, yeah, as you get older, you do lose some of your faculties. And so um, it's also a, a very different world than what you're used to. So if yeah. the IRS calls you, says your social security number is wrong and you have to buy iTunes gift cards and read them the number. You have no fucking clue. You haven't been up to date on shit in 20 years. Yeah. Okay. But you, then. So maybe that's how it works now. You don't know. Yeah. Could we make the argument then that our generation had the ultimate scam played on them when we went to school and came out. But no one sympathizes it, with our generation it, for that. No, but I I don't want to I don't want to make us sound like poor me, but but the millennial generation kind of got a, a short stick. Yeah, we got um, a crap deal. Yeah. Um but but that's a so yeah, the ultimate like not the ultimate scam, but that's a big scam. It's quite scam. a scam. It's quite a scam to say you have to go to college yeah. to make something of yourself. Okay, I will. Because that's all I know. It's all I've right. ever been told. Sure. Um, and then they said, okay, just sign these dotted lines, 17-year-old. And I said, okay. Yeah. Um, and then I still owe them money for a mm-hmm. four-year degree. I haven't been in school in eight, nine years. Um, and I currently have a job that pays more than any of my jobs that required college. Yeah. And... and- I mean, and a successful podcast empire. And if you think about it, so that's for my Tinder profile. <laughs> um, if you think about it, that scam has also affected our future and our retirement. And no one's outraged. It's not like Fed loans mm-hmm. or the Department of Education is getting the same kind of blame that um, Bernie made off. And I think the. Is, uh, I don't remember the um, institution that monitors um, the these kind of like Wall Street, but oh, the there's different ones. Well, whoever they yeah. were not monitoring. No, well, the way it works is you pick your monitoring agency. Oh, you do. Oh, yeah. So whoever's the most lenient, lenient is the one you pick, and they get their money Um, based on how many people pick them so they try to be the most lenient they possibly mm, can okay that's one of the things that caused the financial crash of 2008 so i think that that's you know we have two two con men yeah and i'm not i mean bernie madoff did get um it's not like he didn't get punished 
he did. He got time, yeah. And so did Billy McFarland. He is in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's still in jail. I believe he's still in jail. I know he was out on bail living life and then got busted for like I nine know. more cases of fraud <laughs> based off of some new business he was doing. And I was like, dude, stop. Um, but I guess, yeah. But then, but it's the victims that had such, there was such a different reaction. Um, and when you think about it, there, there shouldn't be a different expectation of like, well, here's some older people kind of in their, their golden years, not their twilight, their golden years. Cause mm-hmm. these are, they're old, you know, they're still working or they have enough money. Right. To invest with Bernie. Like Rue McClanahan and Betty yeah. Davis and not Betty Davis, Betty White. Yeah. I'm naming the Golden Girls. I'm sorry. I'll stop That's now. fair. <laughs> um, versus these young people. Maybe it's because we think, oh, these young people, they've suffered a loss. It's not their retirement fund. Mm-hmm. They've suffered a loss. They'll be able to regain um, and yeah, not as nearly big of a loss as their retirement fund. But they were still cheated. There's still this issue of um, two people were behaving unethically. You know, I tried to put it for this ultra-rich people losing this amount of money, either Madoff or Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, in perspective, they lost an amount of money that would change my entire life. Oh, yeah. Like, they lost an amount of money that would fix 90% of my problems. Mm-hmm. Not the bitch. But all the other problems I have um, would essentially be fixed. Yeah. That's a Jay-Z reference. I don't call women bitches. <laughs> and I don't have one specifically I'm thinking about right now. Maybe the cat. <laughs> See, I would have believed you until you were like, there's no one I'm thinking specifically I of. wasn't. I was like, you know, now that I think about it, I definitely have 99 problems. And I don't think a bitch is one. <laughs> <laughs> okay well i don't think it is like i'll call you when i have a hundred please do i'd be very interested we'll do it on air i'd be very interested to hear what tips it off <laughs> <laughs> did you listen to what bethany said to me at work today oh my god it's a hundred problems let me do it on <laughs> i work in an all-male workplace oh <laughs> um so this is a digression but you know, nobody. Um, know. I don't work in an all male uh, office, but mm-hmm. I but my core group are yes. all uh, men, and it's really interesting because here are some of probably the most respectful men I know, mm-hmm. um, and they still like obviously a male bonding moment is like making fun of how like they can never win arguments with their wives or like it's really interesting because these are some of the nicest most respectful men and one of them was so one of them that several of them live in uh montreal and one of them there he was driving with his family his two children and his wife to somewhere in the mountains they have another place in the mountains and he, we were in a meeting, so he, his, I believe his wife was driving. He was concentrating on the meeting. And, like, just the nicest, most respectful, brilliant person. And something comes up and he's like, it's like an argument with your wife. You can, you can <laughs> never win. And I was like, dude, you are in a car. Like, you are now walking to your summer home. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Um, and... 
so it's it's a very in, like to me that's very interesting because I don't believe that men these men feel mm-hmm. that way um but it's obviously a bonding moment i i think it's something weirdly ingrained Mm, because i I will say dumbass cliche stuff like that too i don't have that experience like like man can't live with him can't live without him i've never lived with a woman other than the cat and i'll tell you misha cats can't live with them can't live without them they're so godly, but God, I want to hang her out a window. Um, oh, she's... But, but yeah, no, even I will say dumb shit like that all the time. And I'm like, eh. like I was at a bachelor party. I'm like, dead man walking. And I'm like, who the fuck? Where did that come from? I love your wife. You guys are going to be great together. Yeah, I think it is ingrained. Yeah, it is, it is. ingrained. And it um, is... So one of my friends yesterday, kind of as a joke, was like, oh, women are batshit crazy. And I think it was just for me, that was like kind of the final, like, (laughs) seriously. Um, So it's, it is ingrained. It is. It Um, is. I will, however, try my best to talk everyone out of marriage. I'll try my best. Oh, okay. Which is interesting uh, because some listeners may know I also perform marriages. Yeah, I think I did know that about you. I, I think I need to, before I perform those, do a little counseling where I try to talk them both out of it. Um, I feel like this might be opening a can of worms. Is there a reason why you try and talk people out of marriage? Um, y- you know, my my ideas of marriage are come from, you know, my parents and the family I grew up in, and it's not Okay. That's no, just not great. Um, so... What about your friends? Do you have friends who are in in marriages that you're that make you also think like I'm not sure I'd want to be married? Eh, I just don't understand picking one human out of all of the humans and being like hmm. I'm going to be with you until I have to fill out paperwork and get a lawyer. Hmm. And I'm okay. like I would it's not that I wouldn't marry a person, I would just would never make them go through divorce proceedings yeah and make them resent me forever and also give them all my stuff Mm, Um, okay and i get it you break out you lose half your records and half your comic books i get it it happens but that's a small price to pay comparatively compared to my pension you know yeah yeah the top five pension (laughs) i have um I guess if you, I suppose anyone you marry probably will have a passion for records and comic books. So I I've, sure hope so. I just renewed my hipster card by fixing <laughs> that record player in the other room. Um, for our listeners, Taylor has a great new record player, and I know nothing about record players. Um, I dated a guy who was who also had what seemed like a really nice record player and he loved going and buying records so it's you know it's fun it's one of it's one of the few hobbies i had when i was a kid that Mm -hmm. i still kind of am like oh yeah find the records because like i'll buy a piece of shit torn up record just because i know one track on it for 25 cents or whatever at the thrift store nothing Uh, wrong with that um hmm well I, uh, that's interesting. I don't think I knew that you actually tried to talk people out of getting married. Yeah, and I wish I was better at it. Um, Yeah, have you ever been successful? No. um, No, but I really wish I was a couple of times. Um, When people call, students call from my undergrad or from Suffolk, um, 
they'll call and they'll be like, hi, I'm calling with like the English department. Um, we want to know if you'll donate. Sure. And my big thing is absolutely not. No. Um, but I, when this one kid called and I was like, oh no, I don't make nearly enough. Thanks to the fact that I did major in English. So mm-hmm. no. And this kid, even though I was being kind of surly and, you know, rude, he was like, okay, well, do you have any tips? Yeah, dude, don't major in English. (laughs) Don't major in accounting. And I said that. Um, And I wonder, like, was I persuasive? A a friend of mine had that job for UB. He used to call alumni and ask them to Oh, wait, hold on. It's a natural paid job? I thought they just got students to do it. Uh, They are students, but they get a measly sum per hour. Um, oh, wow. That must be a tough... Well, I don't know, though. UB, I feel like, is not so unreasonably priced for a mm-hmm. school. But did he ever say, was he successful? I, You know, I can't say... Um, you know, it was friend of the show, Pat Boyle. He did an episode on a uh, top a couple seasons ago. But um, I remember his last day, they had a list of all the people who were like the who would just like swear at you and hang up and he was like give me all of them and he just called all those people on his last day and i believe he got a couple he's good though he's good if you listen to his episode of top i want to say he's best canceled adult swim shows it was a very specific episode but he's great he basically hosts the show for me it was fantastic oh well hmm we're all trying to guests. get them coming up. That's a spoiler. Okay. Well, your all of your guests are good. I don't think I've listened. There have been topics that maybe I don't know well enough, but I'd say you're good at, at choosing guests. So, um, Yeah, we just leave the door open and wait for someone to walk in. Usually cats. <laughs> well, I'm sure Misha has a good uh, episode in her. At least one or two. Yeah, if she spoke anything but Russian. <laughs> Um, yeah, keep your, uh, your ballad away from her. Dude, <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> she, I, I have my voter registration card on my fridge, just, and I, I just keep it, because, um, mm-hmm. I, well, I got a bad one, um, in 2016 when I went to vote in the Democratic primary and said I wasn't registered oh. as a Democrat, and I had to call them, and they were like, you are. And I was like, okay, what do I do? Like, just show up. And I'm like, okay, so if I had not called you, I would have not showed up and I would have not been able to vote in the primary. And they're yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, get your shit together. Yeah, no up. kidding. Come on. New York. Well, they purged everyone out of Brooklyn that year, too. Um, they purged, like, thousands of ballots or thousands of voters right before um, the election. Um, and everyone that got briefly displaced during... Was that hurricane that hit New York City where, like, the sharks were in the subway? That huge tropical storm? I, I can't remember know, what it was Sandy. called. It was Sandy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was Sandy. Um, but it was during Hurricane Sandy was, like, during oh, voting time. So they couldn't. Yes. They had to vote in different districts. And then that. And then they just erased everyone off those. Anyway, that's a different I... episode. I'm pretty sure at this point, the Democratic Party will be assigning, like, a representative to every single voter, (laughs) and they will make sure that your voting experience is as easy as possible. I feel like they really should. That one, uh, I can't remember her name. She's doing an amazing job. Older black woman, but she's not running for anything. Instead, all she's going to do is work on voter security 
and uh, making voting easier. Wow. That's all she's going to do. She's not going to run for shit. She's just going to do that for the next two years. Oh, I think I actually... Um, I wish I could remember her name. I, I actually think I heard a, an, um, an interview with her. Okay. So Yeah, she was in the Times. I read an article about it. Um, voter fraud is actually not one of the things I, I would say as a society we have to worry about. And yet that's something that gets... That's a very, like... Popular trope. You know, my, um, no, nah, I won't blow up this shit. I had a relative that was like, yeah, I saw this bus roll up and all these black people got off and they all voted, but they voted under a different name because they're paid off by <laughs> this person or oh the Clintons or whatever. Gosh. And I'm like, what did you do? And they're like, I saw it. I'm like, and you didn't take a picture? And they're like, no. And I'm like, you didn't call the police? And they were like, no. And I'm like, and you didn't talk to the people who worked in there? And they're like, no. And I'm like, so it just didn't happen and you don't have an excuse because you did nothing? Even if it did happen, you did nothing? Then you deserve this. Wait, hold on. How would they even know if they voted under a different name? Oh, none of this is true. Well, I know, but... But even you... that... Yeah, right. They were standing over them, watching them, and they're like, that's <laughs> not your name. Your name's Tom, because I know you. Like, um... what? And furthermore, that's racial profiling. And a weird racial profiling, too. I actually, I, I got a little suspicious. One of my, um, uh, no, it was the most recent election. It was, uh, I was reps and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. my, which was a huge turnout in my district, which is a very urban environment. But my, one of the ballot boxes was broken and that was the one they told me to use. Oh. So I couldn't scan my vote. I had to just take the paper ballot and put it in the box. And I'm like, there's no way there's not a shredder in there. <laughs> Um, That'd be great if you actually heard the shredder. Just <laughs> paper flies out the back. Because I was like, I am so suspicious right now. But I asked the I asked the lady, I was like, what's up with that? And she goes, we've never had this many voters before. The machine is full. Oh, well, that's reassuring. Yeah. But, but, I mean, yeah. So would you say that you're a suspicious person on the whole? Not really. But mm, okay. I do try to keep an eye out because... Just for little things. I mean, I, I've worked retail before, and they were like, scam this dude for $2 or whatever. And i do mm. it because I didn't care. I made $7 an hour. Like, I don't care. Um, so I try to keep an eye out. But I want to believe. Here's my problem. I want to believe. So if you're like, this will make you rich, I want that to be true. So my yeah. confirmation bias will make me believe it's true the same way with bigfoot um evidence i always believe all of it i mean because I, I want it to be true i think as americans the quick buck is really something that we all want to believe in um i also think that it's very easy for us to say that we would never commit mass fraud in in the way that like bernie madoff did mm -hmm. and there are other like white collar criminals but most of us are never gonna get to <laughs> that point where we're gonna have the app I, I won't have to worry about it that's but, true um hopefully my character will not be tested i have recently found credit cards a wallet and uh someone's car keys all within the stretch of like three weeks and i've been fairly good about all of them <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I don't need an 18-year-old's empty wallet with a check from grandma in it. We're good. Um, 
But I mean, getting back to your retail thing, I used to work for T-Mobile and um, I think they're now fairly honest, but when I worked for them, it was all about sales Mm -hmm. and our really high sellers were the ones who cheated or like talked very quickly. And obviously like when you first start, you... Um, you really do like, you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll be honest. And I think that, um, one of the most, like the, the calls I remember, and I, this wasn't even a call I took, but, um, one of my friends, she got fired over this because the super, she wasn't doing well selling. Mm -hmm. And this mother calls in and she says that, um, the line that she's calling about is her son's, he passed away she doesn't want to cancel it because she wants to be able to call his phone and like hear his voice because of his voicemail. Right. But obviously she, you know, she, she said, I don't have a lot of money. I just want to keep the line. Um, is there anything I can just like take off the line? So any add-ons. And um, this line should have only been $10. And uh, my friend, w- uh, the supervisor who was sitting with her listening to the call said, you know, like put the mother on hold. And she was like, it, no. And this line had all these add-ons. Mm-hmm. Internet, like protection. Like, I think a good 50 to $70 could have been taken off. Right. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. That's a lot. And um, <laughs> That's more than this podcast costs a month. There you go. Well, and the manager said, you know, if you, uh, if you tell her these are the things she can take off, I, your job is not safe. And I'm not kidding. Like, I remember my friend being in tears because she felt really conflicted. And she did actually tell um, the mother, I think, like, (laughs) with the the, um, supervisor sitting next to her, like, okay, these are actually the things you can take off. And she was like, oh. And I think at the time, I even knew, like, that is the kind of person I want to (laughs) be. I just don't have the money to be that person. Do you think ethically and morally she did the right thing? Oh, absolutely. Because that one seems obvious. It does. Can they all be that obvious? But, but also that's some self-sacrifice. Did she get fired? She did get fired. And Fuck. here's the terrible thing though. Here's the terrible thing. I don't think I I think I would have been the I would have listened to that supervisor. I would have been too scared to lose my job. I wouldn't have wanted to risk not having an income. So yeah, maybe you don't get the chance to steal millions, but maybe sometimes you know what the right move is and you still... Mm-hmm. So sometimes, it, I mean, that is easy. And yet, I hate to say it, I don't. I wouldn't have been that, that good of a person. I would have felt badly, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> Fuck, man. I know. So now, I will say this. Um, I don't think that that is a situation that came up all the time. So um, I... But I remember her telling me this, and it was just really heartbreaking. And I remember being like, oh, she's such a, like, better person than I would be. This was before I took, <laughs> I got my master's in ethics. Um, oh, okay. So... That totally would have helped. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was great was I wrote many papers on this. And, um, and, yeah, it's super obvious. And yet, I hate to say it. Guys, I I don't know because I I would have been too scared of losing my income. I'm glad I'm not put into that situation. I'm really glad I'm not put into that situation either anymore. 
I'm just, you know what makes me happy on a daily basis? I have, uh, uh, here in the podcast business and other parts of my life, I'm at a point where I neither rule nor am ruled, and I'm not trying to get anything from anyone, and I'm not trying to yeah. make anyone take what I have, but we can just be like, I'm going to do a thing. If you want some of that thing, come get it. It's free. Yeah. And and I really appreciate that I'm at that point in my life, because I have been at a point in where they were like, you need to sell more fake yeah. magazine subscriptions that's going to charge them enormous amounts of money that you're not going to tell them about. And I was like, eh. Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, that's probably why when I worked in the call center as customer service at Liaison, that was a really nice thing because mm-hmm. you're not selling anything. Yeah. Um, sales are hard. And sometimes I wonder, are people who are really good at sales, are they honest? Um I went up for a job briefly uh, selling used cars. Oh, my goodness. And I have never been so surrounded by sharks in my entire oh, I'm life. I'm sure. They, uh, this woman, this very nice lady from HR or whatever, made me take a personality test that was horrifyingly accurate. It was a six-hour interview. I interviewed with four people. They never called me again. Um, and uh, okay. I don't know what to tell you. I can't sell used Subarus. So uh, they, uh, they weren't even Subarus. They were bad cars. Um, but the moral of the story was they were like, what? she asked me, what kind of animal would you be if you mm-hmm. could be an animal? And I don't have an answer to that. I'm a human man who has been grown for many years. I don't think about what animal I'd be. But I said out loud, not a shark because I just met five. Oh, wow. I didn't say because I just met five. But I said, not a shark. And she said, I'm sorry, it's not going to work out? No, they never talked to me again. Oh. Uh, they were just like, all right, good interview, bye now. And I'm like, I, I have to pee so bad because I've been in there for many That's hours. That's crazy. Oh, it was it was wild. But I have never met people who are clearly hucksters. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, hey, what do you think about this? What's Did, this? Hey, what do you got going please on? Please tell me that they were, like, short and... Um... Swarthy? No, I wasn't going to say swarthy. They were swarthy. I was going to say short in like a tweed suit. It was like a pinstripe cheap suit. It was like a JC Penney's off the rack. Yeah. No, it was a, no. Honestly, it was a lot of frat guys in bad like JC Penney's oh. uh, pants. Now, good looking frat guys. No, no, no the okay. chubby kind. And then like ill fitting white short shirts, like the like too floppy white shirt like button down white shirt but it's too floppy so it looks weird when they tuck it in and then like a, a tie that clearly came with the shirt and then like the sleeves rolled up but like way too far and i'm like at that point just bought a short sleeve shirt like a lot of like like just khaki monsters um i'm not much of a i'm wearing a shirt with little sharks on it right now yeah i like um, it yeah love the shirt i think I think it went in the dryer. It's not, it doesn't belong in the dryer, so it's a little snug. Um, but it's, it's for our listeners, it doesn't look snug. Okay, it, so. was, it was feeling. It's just because I'm so jacked. Um, <laughs> that must be. But it. yeah, just like frumpy monsters. One of them had braces. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! It was very adult braces. I was like, uh, I don't like wow. that. Um, but yeah, just just clearly like like an environment of hucksters. Hmm. Well, I um, I think we've all. I mean, I would. I think 
being an adult, part of that comes with being scammed and, and learning the hard way. So I would be, I know I've been, um, I think the latest was, um, someone called about extending the, um, warranty on my car mm-hmm. and because my stepfather is the one that purchased it and he's on the loan i am very aware of like making sure i'm doing everything correctly um because it you know it's this really nice gift that he gave me yeah. um you got a and nice I car totally like was like okay fine and then i gave them my credit card and they were like if you want to cancel it you can cancel it within the month and of course, like after, and at the time I was driving to Rhode Island, so I think I was just sort of like discombobulated. I was on the freeway and I sure. had to pull over. So, you know, after a few hours, not after a few hours, like after five minutes, I was like, no, this is a scam. Right. Um, and I think I thought about it and then I read about it that evening. So I called and canceled it. Right. And they were like, okay, that's fine. We'll send you back. We'll refund you be like $127 you paid. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten that refund. But instead of being outraged, I am just so relieved that it didn't cost me more money. Like right. my, this scam didn't end up costing me as much money. So, but that, I mean, I felt stupid. Mm-hmm. I felt stupid for falling for that because I felt like that is such an obvious. You know, it's it's tough because I have trouble... Uh, yeah, fuck it. Um, someone from the Bernie Sanders campaign called me. Oh, okay. And they were like, give us money. And I'm like, I already gave you money. And they're like, we know. That's why we're calling you. Yeah, and I was like, bad. okay. So I gave him some more money and whatever. And then I went, I don't know who the fuck that was on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I just gave him my credit card info. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, it's I've seen the transactions come out and it's all labeled correctly. But I was like shit you so you think it's it was legitimate it was legit yeah, yeah. so but it, it's a, i i kept getting these calls from burlington vermont and i made a joke because that's where bernie sanders yeah was. well that does sound legitimate. and i made a joke i was like i'm probably hanging up on bernie sanders and then i answered and it was the bernie sanders campaign i was like, like oh yep shit um i know that i and sometimes i know that i'm not as aware of um kind of situations that could get me like not scammed but for example i'm very careless with my like prescriptions you know how they give you like like a russian novel oh yeah that come with prescriptions and i'm all and my friends i remember when i moved from washington state my friends were like you need to shred that like you need to pull off the labels like you i just what's in those hmm what's in those like my information? I thought that was like health and safety info. Yeah. Um. I mean, there. So that I'm sure you can chuck away. But you know how it always comes with your name yeah. and like your address. Now my yeah. address is an old one. It's um a, a Massachusetts address. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about that. That I should, but somehow I don't. And I always think like I should be that person who goes and is much more worried about her bank details, um, because that's how you get scammed or how you know so that's what happens um yeah so i think that uh i I don't know i hate to say it i don't expect this to be an honest world like Hmm. if i get scammed my first thought is going to be what did i miss why did i fall for this i think in a lot of um 
in a lot of American culture is to not be the rube. Yeah. Like, you want to be the guy who's one ahead. Yeah. So, like, when they're like, do you want the extra insurance for your rental car? You're like, no, no, no. That's how they get you. Yeah. I'm not a rube. And then you crash that car. But whatever. Um, so, I get where you're coming from. I would like to strive for a world where sure. I don't have to worry about that stuff. But I think that's going to be more of what we personally can do. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, uh, I'll take a lifelong pledge and not scamming anyone anymore. Unless it's to subscribe to the tough. <laughs> Actually, I did scam someone in this podcast. Someone was like, oh, you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's cool. Do you, is there an app? I'm like, yeah, I'll show you on your phone. They rated and subscribed. That's I actually have also, um, I didn't stars. scam anyone because I actually, um, I don't know if I would say it was scamming, yeah. but I forced this person. I was like, please write this down. You strong-armed someone. I, I strong-arm all the people that I think, I can. my sister, so. I got uh, the secretary at my dentist's office. Because she started talking to me about Ted Bundy, and I'm like, what You're the like, fuck? It's funny you should mention that. I have a podcast. I know. I was like, you should listen to my podcast. She's like, oh, write it down. And then I didn't give her my phone number because I'm a fucking idiot. She's listening. Wait. Let's get I'm, in touch. I'm sorry. You get in touch like I'm interested in going on a date yes. with you? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Very much so. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you heard, you heard it. You heard it here, folks. Um, it was, I was just like, well, that was weird and embarrassing, but I had just gotten a root canal. Wait, hold on. Um, she has her phone number. No, she does not. She, well, she has, I gave her the podcast information. Wait, she works at this dentist office? Oh, you're right. She does have my phone number. I don't think, she's not going to remember who I am. I was there. It was a specialist. So I was, I'm not there all the time and she doesn't want to talk to me anyway. But, but if she does, she's got uh, my info. Look it up. You know, contact Taylor. Yep. Probably the only Taylor that went in there and got a root canal that day. You talked about Ted Bundy to a complete stranger. Oh, this sounds more and more like a missed connection. Doesn't it? Um, Bring back Craigslist. I, uh, I, so I pretty much, there's, I force people. Like, my colleague who had the misfortune of asking me what I'm doing this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's funny you should ask because. And even though he was like, huh, I was like, nope, nope, there's no huh. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, there's no ha. Huh. Listen now. Listen I'll get now. your headphones. Put these on. I'm taping no, them no. to your skull. Press play. No, don't I touch know. that. Don't I touch know. that pause button. Um, and I feel like, and and I'm almost like, you know what? You don't have to listen to all of it. Just let it keep. You know, just let play. it keep rolling. <laughs> it plays newest to oldest, so you can roll those bad boys um, right through. That might explain some weird episodes that got <laughs> plays fairly recently. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that I'm very grateful because I think on the whole, my friends are very supportive and they listen. Yes, our listeners are truly so the best. So we are always... We've gotten listener mail on the other show. Wow. I know. That's I, amazing. I forgot I gave out the, the station's email address <laughs> in an earlier episode and I rarely check it because it's just for business stuff and someone had sent in like listener questions. Oh, wow. It was super weird. What kind of questions? Uh, they were for Pop 5, so it was like, what kind of movie would you, or what movie would you like to see remade? And then they wow. asked about the Marvel What If series. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple more that we haven't read yet. Okay, so t- well, stay tuned for that. My, I know my, Chris, Emily, you're the two people that I absolutely forced to listen. So please feel free to send in your questions. Chris, the guy I met that hugged yeah. me. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. It's weird meeting fans in real life. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know you, dude, um, but touch me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
Well, I would be. I think we've all been scammed. Mm-hmm. I think that, and I would be interested. Um, I know I. If I get scammed, I assume I'm in the wrong. But I'd be interested in what other people think, and I would absolutely like to know what other people yeah, think. Yeah, and if so I happily blame myself all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, and yet, even though I am, I think after working at a Medicare insurance company, I tend to be a little less patient with mm-hmm. the elderly. Um, I guess even I think to myself, like, yeah, that's the one, like, demographic. And kids, but, like... They don't have any money. They don't have money, so they're not... um, But I'm not sympathetic to, like, 18-year-olds because, like, yeah, welcome to adulthood. Yeah, and also when I was 18, I didn't have any money! I could go to the fire festival! So, yeah. I could go to Warp Tour! Um... So yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Taylor, do you have any passing words? Any was there any highlight of your week that you'd like to tell us about? Oh man. Well, the top five summer ween party went really well. That was a good time. Yeah, thank you for um inviting me. Uh I'm totally gonna call you out that like I remember this. I know I know and I was like <laughs> I, okay, I'll I'll confess this. Somehow through the Facebook invite, I didn't invite Georgina, mm. and I got a text from someone else. I was like, Georgina's not invited. <laughs> I and I went, No, of course she is. I haven't heard if she's coming or not. I'm like, You didn't invite her. And I'm like, No, I did. And I opened it up. I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't. And I figured it out later. It's alphabetical on Facebook. Yeah. Around your name was a bunch of maybes, mm-hmm. and I bet I got there went. I don't know about those guys. I'll come back. <laughs> and somehow didn't catch you. That's the only thing I could think of. Because I was like, I am mortified. <laughs> so that was like, okay, who's coming? Well, Georgina and Steve. That's fine. Uh, obviously, the, the the counterparts of this yeah. network. Um, but that's okay. I figured um, I figured it was probably just an oversight. And um, these are amazing parties. I know you've only hosted two. But I have to say, listeners, Taylor is quite the host with the most. Yeah, we had ghosts this time. We did. Yeah. We, maybe and, we'll every time. We'll see. Um, and I was so impressed with like all the air C, <laughs> AC that you had going on. <laughs> I bought so many during that heat wave. I Okay. So for the listener, if you don't know, I don't handle heat well. Okay. Like I live in a cold climate because I like yeah. cold climates. I don't like being warm i don't like being sweaty it's gross when i vacation i vacation in other cold climates i don't go anywhere south of the mason dixon line after april or before november Mm, i just can't do it yeah so i finally was like fuck it and i bought a ton of air conditioners for the studio yeah i really you know what one of them i've had um Mm -hmm. and one of them some the previous tenant left here and i turns out it worked and then i just bought this big motherfucking guy at a home depot i have to say though because i just bought an air conditioner Mm -hmm. too and have and installed it didn't think it looked right so pulled it out so i haven't actually used it but for in my opinion listeners if you are going to decide if you're trying to decide a window unit versus a portable one go with the window unit yeah yeah definitely they... go with the window <laughs> this <laughs> one's only in here because the studio room the uh, children play outside the window yeah and i'm afraid it's gonna fall down and crush them <laughs> yeah. i'm yeah so uh yeah 
Well, speaking of the heat, we don't have the AC on, so I think this is a good time to wrap it I up. I agree. Because I am, like, melting. There's nothing left of me. All the water has evaporated <laughs> for me. I'm a beef jerky husk. Um, But... It is always a pleasure. Um, listeners, if you have any questions, any suggestions, um, or if you have been scammed and, and you want to tell us about it, um, no no shame. I, I feel like, despite saying I'd like to, be, I'm a very suspicious person, I probably am actually pretty gullible. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about it from yeah. the listeners. Uh, get at us uh, at top five underscore podcast on instagram and twitter or if you prefer being anonymous you can send it into our listener mail which is top five taylor at gmail.com that one's got the number five all spelled out so top five taylor at gmail.com and um i have no problem shamelessly promoting myself and taylor's podcast so if you are a facebook friend of mine it will be forced down your throat we will listen you will submit you, to You and Georgina. I will find you. And if you work with me, I have no problem being like, I will not test this until your you listen. Your job does not require your ears. <laughs> listen! Listen to that! So for all you developers, um, tickets aren't getting passed until you listen to the podcast. And there will be a test. You heard it. <laughs> all right. Well, Taylor, make good choices. Me specifically? <laughs> you and the listeners. Okay. <laughs>